Welcome to the Don't Suck at Sales podcast. I'm your host, John Ziller. And I'm your host, Miranda Martin. And this is not your average sales podcast. We're going to teach you how to not sound like a corny telemarketer. We're also going to teach you how not to be weird during the sales process. We're going to teach you how to turn that sucky sales round upside down. We're also going to have some fun. So if you're ready to get into it, let's get into it. Good day, madam. <laughs> you got your pink on pink on pink pink on pink on pink. i like it i think i need those white headphones mine are gray white with the white hat i don't know if i like this hat do you think it looks okay miranda did you just say you don't like your don't suck at sales hat i love it and i love mine i think i wore it the last episode that we did I think you did too. I didn't know. I like it. I just don't know if I like the way it like kind of conforms to my head. That's all. Hmm. You know, like I'm just one of those, like where the hat just has to like look good on. And if it doesn't, I don't know. I just won't wear it. But I'm like 50, 50 here with this one. Drop in the comments. If you like John's hat, thumbs up for yes. And thumbs down for no, bro. It looks, it don't look good on you dog <laughs> let's see if they do and they have several different ways that they can do this too Mer. yeah i know There's... we're all over the place now we're moving up in the world john isn't there a song moving on out will you sing moving us that song? no i don't know it so i can't okay however i can talk to you about something that's going to help you with your business but i cannot sing that <laughs> not again all right i won't do it i won't okay. do it. you know it's funny because um I have so many people that, and I don't even know if I'm going to set this up right. So I probably should let you because you are like the queen of it. But I literally have had so many people come to me and say, I need to work on a schedule. Like period, point blank. And Miranda, um, I wasn't very good at it. But what I was good at was just setting up a ton of appointments, not seeing my family at all setting this expectation with my spouse and saying like, look, we need to get out of the crap that we're in right now. So I'm just not going to be present and I'm going to need your help too along the way. Right. And so um, it was insane though. Literally like it, like I just had this mentality, like if you had time to complain, you're just not busy enough, mm-hmm. you know? So that is not the way to operate a business by any stretch of the imagination. Actually, I do not. like that quote. If you if you have time to complain, you're not busy enough. I think it's in my book. Like, so that is actually how you, exactly how you operate this business. But <laughs> I get what you're saying that <laughs> that we need to have like some controlled chaos here type deal. But what you said is probably the most important is number one is getting your family involved, um, because you know, especially when you're doing this business from home, which I think almost a hundred percent of us do now, like, I don't know how many still go to homes, but everything's done from home now, like your home. And sometimes your family thinks just because you're here, you're like available, right? So letting them know, number one, what you're here for and why, right? John said, we're going to get all the crap we're in with me. When I started, my kids were three and five and I was a single mom. And they knew that if I got my appointments, that we got to go have fun and we had money for things, you know? So I've always been a team with my kids. And that's probably the number one thing that you want is you want your family on your team, right? Um, 
Miranda, I want to interrupt because there's something that you have said to me that I've passed on to so many people that I think is so very important just on this particular topic um, is, and I don't remember exactly how you did it, how you said it, but I remember the gist of it. And I've never forgotten it. And I've said it so many times that a lot of, a lot of people um, have had like a challenge with getting their children on board. And the one thing that I heard from you that I've suggested over and over and over again is for them to go get a white dry erase board and put up there, like if your goal is five, let's say it was five appointments, you write one, two, three, four, five, you bring your children in and say, okay, I need you to do your best at just staying out of this room. If you're going to come in here, quietly open the door and look at the board. And once that number five is X'd out, we are going to go get ice cream. We are going to McDonald's. We are going to do something fun. We, and like, so now it turns into them rooting for you. It turns into them cheering mom on. It turns into them having, mm -hmm. because now they're looking forward to doing something as you accomplish this. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really important because a lot of people don't, don't have the wherewithal to kind of like just think through that or think about that or you know what have you and so it's like that's so cool that you shared like that tip with me because I know it's helped out so many people um so I encourage everyone to go do that if you have little ones kind of running around and you know they're they, they are wanting to be entertained by you but they can definitely entertain themselves for an hour hour and a half like that's a super simplistic way to get the the family on board with you yeah there's a WIFM is what's in it for me radio. Everyone's tuned in, right? Even kids, your spouse too. They want to know that when you're working, like, you know, I, I know people when they sit down, they say, hey, I'm going to win us this trip. You know, I'm working my ass off because we're going to be, you know, sitting in Hawaii on the American Amicable trip or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, But having that, like what's on the other side of it is so important. And number two is having it that in view. Right. We talk about vision boards and stuff a lot, but like have whatever it is that you're here for in view when you're dialing, because when you get frustrated and you want to give up, guess what you're going to see? You know, maybe it's a picture of your kids or it's a trip or it's the house that you want or it's a bank account balance. You know, I actually did my vision board for 2024 and put what I'm going to have at the end of the month and then what I want to have in the end of the first quarter. It's like we when we, we like see things in pictures, right? And it also happens with our schedule, right? Don't just think it in your head. We've got to map it out and like put it down on paper. Um, So firstly, let's talk about like seven things that are going to go on our calendar. Um, I want you to ask yourself, are you doing this as the only source of income? Like if you don't make a sale or get your appointments, like do you have money coming in? Okay, if you don't, the most important thing ever for your family, for you, for everything is you dialing the phone. Okay, so again, single mom, a three and five year old kids. If I didn't get my appointments, I was like, holy crap, I could be bankrupt, homeless, <laughs> won't be able to afford groceries. Like I had this whole stack of like, oh my gosh, if I don't do this, this could happen. And so that's kind of what I would put first. Number one, John, is you have to have the time that you're going to be dialing the phone on your calendar. But actually, I'm going to change that to number two, because before that, you've got to make sure that you have time on your calendar to get your head right. 
Okay, so number one is getting your head right. Maybe that's personal development, right? But reading, Miracle Morning, um, training calls, time to study, like that time is critical because if we hop in here and our head's not in the game, you can be running in circles and if and you'll be working 10 times harder than you need to without getting the results that you want, right? Let me piggyback on this too really quick. Um when I was when I was transitioning over, I like I think that people like maybe misunderstand this point too, is that um here's the thing is that if I'm gonna work 60 hour work week, right? Or 40 hour work week or whatever your whatever it is, if I'm gonna work a 30 hour work week, this is my opinion and I'd love to hear yours, Miranda. Um you should allocate half of your time to dialing. So if you if you're like all right in my schedule I have a 40 hour work week if you're brand new in this business 20 of those 40 hours should be allocated to dialing. Yep. Now when you become seasoned you get better, right? Like Brandy you could probably set 25 appointments in 3 or 4 hours, right? 4 or 5 hours, whatever oh, it is. You're also calling old more economical leads typically when you're newer, right? So if even if you aren't very good and you only set one appointment an hour, that's 20 appointments, 20 yeah. hours. You are going to freaking make at least 150 or to $200,000 a year setting that kind of appointments every week. Yeah. And you have to understand, like, in my opinion, that's extremely important. And I think that that's an area where it's missed so often, yeah. right? Because there's two reasons why people fail in this business. They don't buy enough leads or they don't, they don't dial enough. That's it. And you can control both of those things, right. right? So it's like people are like, oh, I'm going into business for myself. It's so scary. It is if you don't work, <laughs> right? You don't buy the inventory. So, okay, number one is getting your head right. Training, continuing education. Number two is appointment setting, right? Putting your time on. And here's something I want you to do. Every single time that you go to dial, never sit down and think I'm going to make eight dials. Every single time you, you sit down, you're going to call all the leads that you bought for the week at least once. So if you bought 30 leads and you triple dial them, call them once and say, I'm not getting off this chair. Tell your family until I've called all these leads, right? You could also have like a, um, a, a call number. Like I'm going to make a hundred dials when I sit down, or I'm going to book five appointments. Don't just sit down to sit down, sit down with a mission, sit down to get things done. You don't get paid by the hour here, right? You get paid for production. And that happens when you sit down with discipline, not just sitting down to, to you know, get the participation award. Um, I would also make sure when you're making your schedule, the best time to dial is right in the morning. You can dial as early as eight o'clock in most states and as late as nine o'clock. Check your legalities. But do you think you're going to reach people that are in good moods if you call them early, 8 a.m.? I'm not saying six, right? So if in a perfect world, I'll do a dial block right up in the morning at like eight, nine o'clock, and then another one at like seven, six, five thirty-six, whatever to end around eight, 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 eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. Okay. And I would dial Saturdays mornings, Friday nights. Like those are the prime dial times. I would also dial at least one to two, maybe three Sundays a month if you haven't got your appointments. I earn my Sundays off. If I didn't get my appointments, I had to work Sunday. It was like I was, that was like my punishment. <laughs> it was like, you didn't get your stuff. See, you looked at that, <laughs> like a, you looked at that as a punishment. I looked at it as like, I loved it because... I love weekends. Like the weekends, people just seem to be in a better mood. 
Um, I mean, now that, you know, the bears are out of it, football's over, whatever, like people are home. They're there. Mm -hmm. They're relaxing. They will easily just spend five, 10 minutes on the phone with you. Like I always looked at the weekend as like, man, this is, this is like a weekend warrior. That's a good point. Well, for me, I wanted it, but if you're right, that's the best time to to reach people. Again, Saturday a.m., Saturday at nine o'clock in your time zone, you don't want to be starting to dial. You want to be making your first phone call no later than nine o'clock on Saturday. If you're wondering why you're not getting people on the phone or you're not where you want to be and you're not dialing Saturday, I would say that's probably the reason why, yeah. right? Yeah. So, okay. Are we okay to go to the third thing? Yeah, I think so. I, I like what you said too, just about sit, like, would you say sit down with discipline? Um, that doesn't mean like get into Facebook reels and, and TikTok. No, non-negotiable fifth gear. Like if you're thinking about your, your kids in the other room or the fight you just had with your spouse or on fate, like this is you sitting down to get this done. Cause you could get your appointments. You need your 10 presentations very quickly, or you could draw it out and take all week. John, as a single mom, I had, um, uh, I hired up a, a a young girl, like she was like, I think like 14 or 15 to come play with the kids. Well, so I could dial. So I wasn't thinking about them in the other room. I was like, okay. Cause I knew that if she wasn't there, I'd be juggling a three and a five-year-old and trying to dial. So that was how, if there's a way you can like push yourself into the corner, pin yourself into a corner to have to do it. That's when, how you get things done when you've got to, yeah. right? So yeah, that, that's, that's a really good point. Again, I just keep capitalizing on the amazing points that you keep making. Like th- like that, that's one thing that I'll never understand, you know, it's like, well, I can't afford it. I can't afford a, a sitter. You can't afford not to, right? Like there's investments that you have to make into your business that if it's truly taking away from your attention to detail, if it's taking away from your focus, if it's taking away from your time, energy, and effort in here, you have to keep in mind, you're doing both of them half-assed. You're being a parent half-assed and you're you're treating your business half-assed. You mm-hmm. have to put full attention to detail here. And then when you're done, put full attention to detail on your family. Don't try to conjure both. It's just, it's tough. Yeah, so fully, cool. fully present. Absolutely. Fully present. I love that. That was a great point. Okay. So now that we've got our appointment scheduled and we've got an intentional um, non-negotiable hourly target, right? Now I would work in your family and your personal time, right? Now you can work in the doctor's appointments or the the commitments. Your family needs to know where they belong on your schedule. If you don't, you're going to have an angry family. You're going to have kids that are jealous of your job. They don't know where they belong. Um, There was a book I read called The Five Love Languages for Children. And when I was running like literally full steam ahead, like way too, working way too much, um, I figured out what my kids' love languages were so that even if I had 30 minutes for each of them, I could spend it in their love language. And honestly, they were so fulfilled, right? I'm a quality time person. So if I feel like I need to spend time, like all these hours with them, but they're not, right? One of them's like physical touch. If I hug them and we, you know, watch a movie or the little one's gift giver, I buy him like a dollar toy at Dollar General. Like he is happier than can be, you know, like, but they need to know where they belong on your calendar. That needs to be on there. Don't forget your spouse. Don't forget date nights. Don't forget time for you. Put it on the calendar um, and make sure that you make that part happen and share it with them. 
Yeah. Yeah. We talk about that all the time. It's like, I use, I use this analogy pretty constantly, Mur, is like just kind of the military, you know, is that um, military boys, when they, military people, excuse me, not just boys because there's men and women, but military people, when they get out of the military, they hate the civilian world because there's no structure. In the military, if you think about it, people are telling when to wake up, when to brush your teeth, when to take a break, when to do lunch, when to do dinner, when to clean, when to work out, when to go train, when to, like every single moment of their day is structured. And then they get out into what they call the civilian world. There's just no structure and they hate it. What they yeah. really hate is they hate the lack of structure. And this is like insurance is like that, right? Like this business specifically is when you come from a job and then you come to this, like if you don't create that structure for yourself, you're going to hate the civilian world. You're going to hate this business. You have to create the structure from ding to dong, exactly what it is that you need to do. So you feel accomplished. So you feel like you, you keep Google boss or Google calendar is your boss. That's yeah. that's good. So the next thing, unless you want to produce forever, would be time to build your future build your team, build your, your legacy. And this was a hard one for me, John, because you and I were so serious about personal production. I got addicted to like seeing my name on those production leaderboards, seeing twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a month hit my bank account from my own pen, not having to worry about, you know, what anyone else did. But I was told that whatever percentage of time that I spent on building my future is where my income would come from in the next six months to a year. So at first it started like, you know, maybe 30 minutes a day or then it grew into like hour to, you know, and it slowly to the point where I didn't have to even sell anymore. Um, but if you want to build an agency, if you want to build a, a business, it's got to be on your calendar or else it's just a wish. Right. Priorities get put on our calendar, wishes stay in our head. Right. So, um, yeah, work yeah. with. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, again, that that's big part of why I like that weekend warrior, bud, is that I can get all my production done on the week. And then now I got a, a Monday through Thursday, basically to build yep. a business. So whatever time, once you hit your appointment um, requirement, now all of those dial time spots that you had built on your calendar, guess what they can be now? Agency building spots, right? Because you earned that time because you got done what you needed to do. So I want to get my appointments as fast as possible so I could work on building my future, right? So the production pays your bills now, but but the building will pay, pay your bills forever. Yeah. Um, The next one is kind of overlapping with one I've already said, which is um the dial time, right? Right now, most of us work from home, right? So when we dial the phone, we could be dial sitting or setting, sitting or setting. So we have designated dial times. I also recommend having what times you're planning to meet with people pre-planned. So on your calendar, maybe it'll be like a five o'clock, six o'clock, eight, seven o'clock, eight o'clock. Have that mapped out, even though it maybe it's over dial time. Why do we want to do that? So when we're doing our date and time progression, we already know the times to offer up. We're not wondering. We're like, okay, it's here. And this is one of my old calendars. I'm such a nerd. This <laughs> is like one of my old uh, ones. Um, but I have like the number of appointments on there. Right? This is when I used to run in homes, but I had on here like when I was gonna run appointments, meet with my family, do dinner, um, 
organize my house, pick up the mail, like it was all here. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like having that on there because a schedule, in my opinion, John, is like a visualization exercise, right? We're already planning in advance what we want to have happen, so it's like half. It's already halfway there, being done because you've already planned for it to happen. Now it's just executing it. Right. And I'm going to turn into a nerd for a second. But when when we've mapped things out in advance, like our brain, when we start going into like our that part of our brain that operates off of like automatically, it uses, I think it's like 10 percent of the energy. If we have to do complex thinking and start like trying to figure things out, that's a completely different part of our brain. So by having it already mapped out, we can put all of our energy towards like executing. <laughs> so. it's so true and i can give an analogy on that but just in lieu of time i think we're um number what do you got the last one right number seven. So okay and then the last two would be um brisk assessing and prepping for your appointment you need to have time to call the carrier check with your resources and then the last one would be time to follow up on outstanding business Right. We don't unless you have an admin, you are the admin, right? You are the machine until you can buy the machine. So prepping for appointments and then following up to make sure it gets issued. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, one thing I would say about the risk assessing in the very beginning, start with two carriers and two carriers only. That's it. Your goal um is to do the risk assessment on the fly as soon as possible. Um, because I cannot tell you that if you set up 15 appointments a week, 20, whatever, call it 15 appointments a week, and it takes you 20 minutes per appointment, Mer, to do the risk assessment, to look through everything, and five of them or six of them no show you, that's 120 minutes a week. That's two hours a week. That's eight hours a month. That's a hundred hours a year that's just wasted in risk assessments. So by helping yourself focus on two carriers, whatever two, talk with your upline, talk with your mentor, talk with whomever, focus on two carriers and then figure out those two carriers as quick as you possibly can. And then that way, you know exactly what you can go to. So you can do a risk assessment live on the spot. So you're not wasting that hundred hours a year. So many people waste so much time. They get so caught up in these risk assessments. That you got to be able to move on from that as quick as you can and do live risk assessments. But I would say by your by 90 days, by 90 days, if you haven't cut it off, that means that you've opened yourself up to too many carriers and you've wasted way too much time doing that. Narrow it down to two carriers. Miranda, for the first six months of me being in this business, I wrote with two carriers. Two, that was it. I wrote with American Amicable and UHL. That was it. Um, now there's more carriers out there that we can write with. But the really cool thing is, is that as after that six months, now I start opening myself up to more products and understanding more after that six month period of time. Then a year later, I can go back to those people that I first sat with and said, oh my gosh, let me help. Let me tell you about these products that we now have. And now you can start kind of helping your clients out with much better products a year down the road. So I like it. Say that with the risk assessment. Okay, Miranda. We are done. That was, it's that a was wrap. good. That was awesome. So they don't want to suck at sales. They got to buy our merch, I think, right? Um, <laughs> they don't. Got the pink yeah. there. That's a guarantee right there. 
Yeah. But yes, like posts. We want to hear from you. What should we be doing a podcast on? Let us know. And did you like? We're here hat? to help. I do like your hat. I really um, do. And I have right. it too. And I love mine. So. <laughs> Awesome topic. Again, this this one should be played over and over and over again to follow those seven steps. Outside of that, bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.